Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. For ourselves in position, got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Checkered flag is ready to fly. Christopher Bell leads 238 of 250 laps. I think Daytona is a, a good place to, at least for me, to make my debut because it's a little bit less stressful. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Whelan. On the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints, is family-owned, and made here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to year 37 of NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew with you for yet another year and yet another weekly get-together. We hope you enjoyed the holidays. Happy New Year to one and all. We've got a busy show here to kick off our 37th year. We're going to work our way through the offseason, beginning with chatting about the Rolex 24 at Daytona. It's happening in a few weeks at Daytona International Speedway. It's going to feature lots of talent from around the world, including from the world of NASCAR, the likes of Kyle Busch and A.J. Allmendinger. We'll hear from some of them in this week's show. Coming up next week, we've got the Chili Bowl Dirt Midget Nationals in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We'll hear from the host of the Rip the Fence podcast, Dylan Welch and Tyler Burnett. They're going to stop by as they sat down with Christopher Bell. Bell's looking for his fourth consecutive win in the Chili Bowl. He also won eight times in the NASCAR Xfinity Series last year. and He's about to make the cup into the NASCAR Cup Series, driving for Levine Family Racing, which will kick off, obviously, with the Daytona 500 coming up here in just over a month. NASCAR Today's Woody Kane and Kyle Ricky are going to stop by with some updates from some stars and some news. Plus, we'll highlight some of the podcasts we created last season on MRN.com, including Corey LaJoy's Sunday Money Podcast. It's returning next year. You'll also hear a piece of the show featuring 28 champ Joey Logano, who stopped by in studio as well. Plus, our Jeff Gordon podcast and our latest MRN Presents 50 Years, The Voice of NASCAR, our 50-year celebration content that was featured in nine episodes during the 2019 season. But before all that, we have some breaking news to get to and some recent news as well. Here's NASCAR Today's Woody Kane. A crew chief shuffle tops the news this week as Team Penske is moving all three of its current pit bosses to other drivers. Todd Gordon will move to Ryan Blaney's car. 
Paul Wolf will go to the 22 with Joey Logano, and Jeremy Bullens will shift to Brad Keslowski. The road crews will follow their crew chiefs to the new assignments. Meanwhile, Richard Petty Motorsports has hired Jerry Baxter to crew chief the number 43 car with Bubba Wallace. That duo won five truck races together at Kyle Busch Motorsports, and Baxter won the 2018 Gander Truck Championship with Brett Moffitt. Elsewhere, a three-day test for the Rolex 24 at Daytona International Speedway wrapped up this weekend. Kyle Busch is among the NASCAR drivers in this year's round-the-clock sports car race. He says the Lexus he drove is a little different than his cup car. We've gotten our fair share so far so good. I don't see anything that's too crazy at the moment, but sure a lot of that can change in a hurry. Completely different techniques that you've got to work with. On these cars, you can drive the snot out of them. I mean, you can just throw it off into the corner as far as you feel like you can get in there and uh, stomp the pedal as hard as your leg will allow you to do it and you know figure out where the apex is and get through that and exit so it's just um, completely different in that aspect aj allmendinger is also in the event in addition to being on the broadcast crew with nbc other nascar drivers are planning to run the pilot challenge companion event just before the rolex on january 24th among them is chase briscoe who just re-upped for another xfinity series season at stewart haas racing Austin Sendrick and new Ford development driver Haley Deegan are also entered in the Pilot Challenge race. Briscoe is staying busy this offseason. He plans to run the Chili Bowl Nationals next week to scratch his dirt racing itch. Anytime you can be in a race car, whether it's, you know, the GT4 or the Xfinity car, you know, even going dirt racing at the Chili Bowl, just getting to race. The characteristics might be different, but still the same mentality and just, I call it in racing shape. I look back at the year before last year, and, you know, when I was racing part-time in the Xfinity Series, it was so hard to beat those guys to do it week in and week out just because they're so good at what they do and they're used to being in the race cars. Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, MRN's own Dylan Welch, and Alex Bowman will all compete in next week's Chili Bowl as well. Bowman says it's a way for him to get refreshed before the long NASCAR season gets underway. Yeah, I think recharging is important. Our schedule's really long. Um, you know, it's it's a long year. It's it's pretty mentally tough, but um, at the same time, I I work on the Chili Bowl cars pretty much all off season. That's all I've done so far, and um, so that kind of that that's a lot of work on, on its own. But um, enjoying it so far, and uh, just try to have as much fun as possible. And NASCAR is implementing some pit stop changes at selected tracks in the Xfinity and Gander Truck Series for the coming season. Here is Eric Peterson, the technical manager for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Basic procedure is the field will be frozen when the caution is displayed. And for teams that elect to pit uh, on ovals, uh, they'll be allowed to add fuel and change two tires per pit stop. And on road courses, they'll be allowed to add fuel or change four tires per pit stop. So uh, that will require two pit stops for a full service of four tires and fuel uh, at all of those events. Um, The pit stop must be completed within a designated uh, time period. And the team roster for each teams in both Xfinity and the Gander trucks will consist of eight crew members. And the group that goes over the wall to change the tires must come from those eight members. Um, After a pit stop uh, under caution, restarts will be in the order at the time of caution based on pit stop strategy in the following order. So vehicles that did not pit would be at the front of the field, followed by vehicles that pitted once then those that pitted twice, and then the free pass, wave around, and penalty vehicles, just like we have today. 
Now, in the Xfinity Series, those tracks are Mid-Ohio, both races at Iowa Speedway and Road America. In the Gander Truck Series, Iowa Speedway, Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway, and Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Mike, both of those last two races on the truck side are playoff races, so a little bit of a different element for the playoffs to open up the Truck Series this year. It's an interesting release that we got and an interesting conversation that was had earlier this afternoon when we got this news. A lot of folks scratching their heads, wondering why. Well, there are a couple of offshoots to this. Uh, Obviously, this is going to create a lot of strategy opportunities on pit road. Mm -hmm. It's going to provide an opportunity for teams to save money because a lot of those teams utilize Cup Series pit crews, and uh, there's going to be a lot to get our arms around for these unique pitting races you mentioned seven of them not going to have to deal with this until may but when it comes down the line i think that this is going to be something that we're going to have to see one time and then get our arms around it but it's very interesting and it does provide a lot of opportunity for some of these teams especially maybe woody some of those mid-pack teams as well exactly they can't compete necessarily on a full-blown four tire and fuel pit stop with some of these other teams say junior motorsports or the thor sports of the world that are hiring cup crew members to service their vehicles under pit stops. Now, those middle-of-the-pack and back-further trucks and cars will have a different opportunity now where they can select one of these strategy options. Do I get two tires and fuel? Do I get four tires and make two stops? What kind of strategy card do I play here without having to compete against a cut pit crew? It also will save some money because when you're already at a track, say, for example, a Daytona, where all three series are going to be there, those crew members are already on site. These are for standalone races where these Xfinity and truck teams would be responsible for transporting and housing those crew members during the race as well, during the race weekend as well. So a savings, at least for those seven races for the teams. Lots to get our arms around. And if you want an in-depth detail uh, of these changes, be sure to go to MRN.com. Look for the story headlined, Pit Changes for Select Xfinity Gander Truck Races. and You can get down into the nitty-gritty and find out the details about how this will affect your favorite Xfinity or NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series teams. Woody, appreciate the checkup of all the crew chief news and, of course, the breaking news of the day. You bet, Mike. Coming up, we've got NASCAR Live for you that will begin as we highlight someone that we lost over the holidays, a memoriam for Junior Johnson next here on NASCAR Live. Welcome back to Sports View. Next topic. Is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy. Man, back in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. They just took the oranges. They didn't say, are there 6, 7, 12, 15, whatever. It was just oranges. You get me? We get you, Chuck. In a word... Oranges. Give it to us straight with the Progressive Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Do you have a car, truck, boat, or other vehicle that's seen better days, but you're not sure what to do with it? Turn your clunker into a chunk of change in support of children's health care initiatives when you donate it to the NASCAR Foundation. It's simple and free. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to have your vehicle towed and auctioned off. You get a tax deduction, and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Put your vehicle to good use for the kids by donating it today. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9. A tribute to Junior Johnson next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? 92 
$5,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-242-1706. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Over the holidays, the NASCAR community lost one of the giants of the sport. Junior Johnson passed away at the age of 88, and he passed away among family and friends back on December 20th. Junior Johnson was inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame's first class in 2010. Here's Kurt Becker on behalf of the entire MRN staff to celebrate the life and career of Junior Johnson. In June of 1931, Robert Glenn Johnson Jr. was born to a farming family in rural North Carolina. His family and friends just called him Junior. To make ends meet, his dad made and distributed moonshine whiskey. As a young boy and teenager, Junior spent his nights running bootleg whiskey on the country roads of Wilkes County, North Carolina. And his ability to race professionally came from all of those nights spent out running the law. You know, I, I learned how to drive way before I got to NASCAR. I, I had to either learn how to drive or get caught and go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't no big thing to me because, you know, I knew if, uh, you know, anybody there was a better trained person than I was, it'd be uh, unbelievable because I, I was running at night all night long and uh, running roads that you couldn't even hardly it's just a cart path type sure. thing after dabbling in nascar racing for two seasons junior left the bootleg whiskey business in pursuit of a more lucrative racing career when i got into it it was sort of a play thing for me because i could make more money at night than i could make in the daytime racing <laughs> and uh as time went along they bounced out and then they, the money started uh, favoring racing i got into it big at that time over his 14-year driving career junior johnson won 50 races and the checkered flag is out junior johnson has won himself the National 400 today. He was credited with discovering drafting during a practice at Daytona International Speedway in 1960 and used that technique to win the Great American Race despite being 22 miles per hour slower than the fastest cars. Uh, Junior, what were your thoughts out there when you knew you had it won at last lap? I just hoped the cars stayed together and I wasn't getting no wrecks or nothing. Six years later, a racing accident at the Charlotte Motor Speedway claimed the life of Junior's good friend, Fireball Roberts. The tragedy was reason enough for Junior to retire from driving. At the time, he was the winningest driver to never win a championship. I think there is such thing as a natural-born race driver. I think uh, we've had, uh, I'd have to say, four or five came along in our racing uh, since NASCAR has been formed way back in the, in the 49s and 50s. 
Unable to quit racing altogether, Junior turned his attention to car ownership, where he developed a reputation for pushing the limits of the NASCAR rule book. Junior, this seems to be a problem with the General Motors cars. Well, it's been a problem for a good while, and, and it's a problem could be fixed if they have aluminum cylinder head available for these cars. And they hollering because they lied it, they won't let them run them. They're just breaking the people with a cylinder heat. As an owner, Junior employed some of the sport's biggest heroes. Cale Yarborough won three consecutive championships while driving for Junior in 1976, 77, and 78. Looking to the inside for the final time, Waltrip tries him, no avail. And at the stripe, Cale Yarborough win the old Dominion 500 in 1978. Daryl Waltrip won three titles while driving Junior's cars and remembers him as a master mechanic. One of the guys, I don't remember who it was, said, can you imagine the number of races that Junior Johnson would have won or the championships that he would have won if he had had the technology that these teams have today? And I had to laugh. I said, how do you know he didn't? That's how far ahead of the curve Junior Johnson was. I said, and I've been, I've been with the Junior. We'd go to, up to Detroit to, to Chevrolet, and we'd sit in meetings with people that would come from Europe, Formula One, and they would, they would pass ideas by Junior Johnson. Junior, what do you think about this? And Junior, what do you think about that? Now, we're, you're talking about a guy that builds stock cars, but Junior had one, he, was, he had a sixth sense. When he would look at something, he would hold something, and he would kind of analyze it. He knew if it would work or not, and he knew how to, if, if, if it would work, he knew how to use it. As an owner and mechanic, Junior's appetite for finding any advantage over the competition was never satisfied. But after enduring countless penalties from NASCAR inspectors, Junior sold his race teams and quit NASCAR for good in 1995. The Motor Racing Network remembers the life and career of the last American hero, Junior Johnson. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. The hosts of the Rip Defense podcast, Dylan Welch and Tyler Burnett, will chat with 2020 Cup Series Rookie of the Year candidate Christopher Bell next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Are you ready? To help children forget about their serious medical conditions so they can just be a kid. Then support Victory Junction, which is the dream of late race driver Adam Petty, who wanted to build a camp where children concentrate on fun and laughter, not illness or disability. At Victory Junction, kids enjoy ziplining, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, all in a medically safe environment, all at no cost to the camper. What do you say, Richard Petty? Let's do this. Learn more at VictoryJunction.org. 
Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan Gaughan gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. As always, thank you so much for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. The Chili Bowl Midget Nationals are happening next week in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's a popular open-wheel dirt racing event that takes place in the largest freestanding building in the country. And when the festivities get underway, it'll be Christopher Bell, who's going for his fourth consecutive win in the Chili Bowl Nationals. Hosts of Rip the Fence podcast here on MRN, Tyler Burnett and Dylan Welch had a chance to sit down and chat with C. Bell as he gets prepared to go defend that Chili Bowl win. To look ahead to the cup season, you're going to have a fantastic year with, of course, again, backed by Toyota and driving for Bob Levine. Your cup debut coming at the Daytona International Speedway and the Daytona 500. Are you okay with that? I mean, plate racing is rather tough, but you seem to be pretty good at it. Yeah, I I don't, I don't know if good's the right word. Maybe lucky's a little bit better word. But, um, you know, going to Daytona, I've, I've got a shot to win just as well as all the, the 39 other competitors do. So um, I think Daytona's a, a good place to, at least for me, to make my debut because it's a little bit less stressful. Um, you know, you go there and it's not about how hard you can drive the car or can you take the car to the limit because restrictor plate racing is just not about, you know, maximizing your car. It's about drafting and, and manipulating the air and putting yourself in position. But I, I'm excited about it because I've got as good a shot as anybody. Is the Daytona 500, I mean, does it have the same allure and luster of all the other big races that you've run? I mean, are you excited about getting to race in that event? It's it's really cool because of the history, the prestige. It is, you know, America's race, I think is what, what it's called. So, um the Daytona 500 is uh, one of the biggest races along there with the Indy 500. And um, so it, it is really cool. And, and I never really pictured myself as a kid getting to participate in it. And now that I've been in the sport in NASCAR anyway, for the last several years, I've been down in Daytona for the truck race. And the last two years I did the Xfinity race. And you can just feel that the excitement, you know, growing from Friday to Saturday. And now this year I get to be a part of Sunday. So like, to kind of tie this all in, obviously Chili Bowl is very nerve-wracking all week. You know, your prelim night, you're super nervous. Saturday night, probably nervous. Do you <laughs> do you still get that way even at events like the Daytona 500? I mean, you haven't run it yet, but I mean, do you does the Chili Bowl in some way prepare you to go into these bigger races for the first time and and you know tackle it kind of with a clear head? Yeah, I think uh, I, that, that's a good way to put it. And for me, I've always. Um, taken pride and or not pride but like feel like i'm experienced in the bigger events just from what my background brings me of running the knoxville nationals the king's royal the chili bowl uh so i've been put in big event and high profile races uh throughout the course of my career and and i feel like that's you know helped prep me for february 15th or whatever it is the daytona 500 the daytona 500 is an impossible race to win ask tony stewart he's never won it um dale earnhardt only won it once um kurt bush has only won it i guess one time denny hamlin's won it twice i mean it's it's a hard race to win because you don't control a lot of things yes absolutely um what's the strategy in that 
I mean, are you like sitting towards the back of the field waiting to be there at the end? Are you a guy that wants to run up front? What's going to be your strategy? Yeah, I mean, ultimately that's going to be up to what our team decides um, between my crew chief and all the other competitors at Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, I, I know that as the years have progressed here, um, all, all the manufacturers have started teaming up together. So I'm sure that we're going to be working really close with Joe Gibbs Racing and all the Toyota competitors, whether that's to ride in the back and stay together or I don't think that's been their strategy over the last couple of races, though. I think they've been running hard, trying to lead laps, and uh, you know, trying to be there at the end. I love when we get to Daytona because the biggest story in NASCAR media is the Toyotas are outnumbered. And then <laughs> yes, guess what year. happens? The Toyotas finish in the top four of the Daytona 500. <laughs> every year. Every year it seems yeah. like that. You've got some good yeah. drafting partners, I believe, in the Toyotas. There's no question about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about being, you know, number one of five. That's not very many, and uh, that means that our attention to detail and, um, you know, all five of us hopefully will get, you know, more attention than having 20 that Chevy or Ford has. Even on the Xfinity side, how much... Do you, does that alliance, that manufacturer alliance, come into your head? I mean, when it gets down to crunch time, like, and you've got a Chevy here and a Toyota here, like, how much are you really thinking, oh, I better go with the Toyota? Well, well that's so funny. I mean, I guess it, it was applied a little bit more on the truck side because there were more Toyotas. But the last two years on the Xfinity side, the the Toyota competitor base has basically been Joe Gibbs Racing's right. three plus maybe one other backmarker. Yeah. So uh, we haven't had any um, teammate support outside of our company. Where in, in, in the cup side, the only thing I'm going to have is Joe Gibbs Racing teammates now. So uh, I think actually the 96 might run a couple of races or something like that. Obviously, I'm, I'm going to gravitate towards pushing a, a JGR car or, or a fellow Toyota. But uh, most of the time, we don't have that opportunity because there's only five of us or yeah. in the Xfinity side, four of us out there. You're going to be thinking about what's going to benefit me in the long run, basically, who you're going to go with. I yeah, think. Who, who is nicest to me at driver yeah. interest. Well, and, that's, and that's kind of what I was alluding <laughs> to is that, like, you know, from an outsider's perspective, you think, well, it's obvious he should go with the Toyota. But the Toyota's in the outside lane, and the outside lane's going backwards, and you've got a chance to go to the inside lane with the Chevy. Like, it's a hard, it's probably a hard, harder decision to make. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of that's timing, too, right? Yeah. So there's so much shuffling on speedway racing that uh, sometimes you're just – better to to ride it out and stay with your group of guys and um and, and that's kind of where i've i don't know if i found my niche or whatever but um i i've finished fairly well on the restricted plate races last year and and i just kind of go with the flow i don't make crazy erratic moves i always try and just stay in line and um you know try and find the the most the calmest group of cars to be around you have been on your lid at Daytona, haven't you? I have, The yes. truck, did it hurt? Uh, it didn't hurt as bad as New Zealand did the <laughs> other day. <laughs> really? Yeah. You're going like 200 mile an hour. Yeah, but you have so much more mass and steel and aluminum around you to to absorb all the energy impacts. So uh, the the it didn't hurt near as bad flipping at Daytona as it does flipping an open wheel car. Whenever I started flipping, you're on the left side of the car. So every flip, it was just mm-hmm. like a, I was literally getting tossed around. Um, so I didn't get that feeling in an open wheel car. A total of eight NASCAR drivers involved in this year's Chili Bowl Nationals. J.J. Yaley, Kyle Larson, Chase Briscoe, Ryan Newman, Justin Allgaier, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Alex Bowman, and... The aforementioned Christopher Bell will all go at it in Tulsa. 
Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. Are you going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Do you have a car, truck, boat, or other vehicle that's seen better days, but you're not sure what to do with it? Turn your clunker into a chunk of change in support of children's health care initiatives when you donate it to the NASCAR Foundation. It's simple and free. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to have your vehicle towed and auctioned off. You get a tax deduction and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Put your vehicle to good use for the kids by donating it today. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9. You're a piece of the popular podcast series, Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior, next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. Call the Federal Tax Management Helpline that has been set up for you, 800-242-1706. Stop the wage garnishments, levies, and tax liens now. Once you've qualified and enrolled, the IRS will stop all the collection activities against you. These unique programs have been allocated to help the economy and significantly reduce or eliminate your tax burden. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. If you owe more than 10000 in taxes, call for free information and to see if you qualify. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706. That's 800-242-1706. 800-242-1706. Time now for the Wheelin' Pit Crew Member of the Week. Rear tire changer for the Wood Brothers, Dwayne Ogle says getting a job on pit road is competitive now more than ever. At that time, the big school was to go to was the 505 on Pit Crew U program mm-hmm. in Mooresville. So just by, they were going through this program because they that was the, the big thing to get on the pit road at that mm-hmm. time was to go through that program. And it was very easy to, or easier to get in the sport back then than it is now. Um, and just by getting out and knowing people on the weekends, hanging out at different local spots, they would get interviews and get pit crew tryouts. And they, they got, you know, a great job making good money pit crew. And mm-hmm. so I said, man, I, I was working at a dealership at that time, and I hated the dealership. And um, I, I told my boss, hey, I want to pursue this. And he happened to be a big NASCAR fan. So he said, man, just clock in and clock out whenever you need to and uh, go and practice and do what you need to do. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. We released three new podcasts in 2019. You can hear them on MRN.com and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. One of those involved Jeff Gordon. And that podcast name is Jeff Gordon, The Colorful Career of the Rainbow Warrior, voiced by Brian Nelson. In those podcasts, you hear about Jeff Gordon's rise to stardom from his own perspective, including others like Ray Evernham, Rick Hendrick, and his stepfather, John Bickford, and more. 
Still single file. One last chance for Earnhardt. Gordon holds low off four. Here's Earnhardt on the apron. Gordon moves low to block. They come to the tri-oval. Earnhardt will not be able to do anything with him. Jeff Gordon wins the Daytona 500 for a second time. But before I go any further, <laughs> um, I'd like to recognize the man who never, never let up on his efforts to win his eighth championship. Dale Earnhardt is a true competitor and a great champion. And at this time, I would like to offer a toast to the man, Dale. Great effort, man. Here's some milk. Gordon's going to try to dive to the inside. He makes contact. Gets Rusty up out of the groove. Gordon goes by and goes into the lead. Here comes Gordon down to the checkered flag, and Jeff Gordon is going to win the Food City 500. I'm myself just tired of racing with him. I mean, everywhere I turned, he was in my way or passing me. He finally was just getting under my skin, but he was a big rival with me, no doubt about that. I, I was tired of racing with him. And then, you know, when you look at probably 2009, 2010, or, you know, you know, as we get later into the to our run and our success, yeah, I think people can see there definitely was a change in our relationship, and, and it was really because of competition. And, and Jeff and I had some talks about it, like, look, this isn't, this isn't an easy situation for either of us. And, and I knew then and still still say so today, it was even harder for him. Uh, but we kind of, at one point along the way, said, hey, look, you know, this this is work. This is racing. It's going to be what it is. And when, when we're done racing and hang our helmets up, you know, everything's going to be just fine. But but for now, we've got we've got to separate to a certain degree and, uh, and, and just go race and, and worry about ourselves. Jeff Gordon off a last lap charge by Jeff Burton and wins the Mountain Dew Southern 500 and Jeff Gordon wins the Winston Million. Saw this little little plastic pedal car that was there, picked that thing up and brought it home and I just remember going down this hill as fast as I could in that thing. Big group of reporters and you see him and Earnhardt was over here so who are they following? And it was Jeff. And I'm going like, wow. 95, we started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. You know, we're leading. We're, 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 we're leading on points, right? And we're and we're having to go toe-to-toe with the champion. And I think some of the dissension started to come up then. Then we beat Earnhardt. And now the Earnhardt fans didn't like it. And as soon as the Earnhardt fans didn't like you, half the crowd's gone, right? So you might have 25% because Rusty and Mark and everybody else got the rest, but Earnhardt had half the crowd. And when you get that half against you, it can get pretty loud. Jeff Gordon begins to receive the ovation from the turn four grandstands as he slips off the corner and heads down the short straightaway and back to the checkered flag of the Daytona 500. Congratulations, Daytona 500. You're the winner. Am I here? Is this is this happening? This is awesome. After his fourth championship. I think that was when he was mature. He had grown up a lot. When Ray left, he had to become the leader of the team. He really, and he wanted that. He wanted to be the leader. Our rivalry was definitely there, and what complicated it was a friendship. I think it would have been easier for both of us and certainly easier for him if we didn't have a friendship, a real one. I mean, he stood up in my wedding. You look at the Jeff Gordon Children's Hospital, and I know that the kids go with him, especially at the holidays. And a lot of the, the charity work that he does, you know, just brings a huge source of pride. He has been able to go through all of this and be himself. He's been able to give back. Jeff has taken this huge career of his, and he has changed many, many lives, parents' and children's lives, with all of that. All right, so the question remains, am I going to miss it? 
There's no doubt uh, there have been some incredible moments and experiences that will be impossible to duplicate in the next chapter of my life. I think there was a little concern at first over how Jeff and Daryl would get along. You know, anytime you have multiple champions with multiple wins at every track we go to and records that each driver set, there's opportunity for conflict. Yeah, DW's been a great supporter of mine. I mean, we text one another back and forth long before this uh, partnership with Fox ever came about. And, you know, all I can say is it's just a, a respect. Um, you know, I, I got a chance to race with him and, and um, still see him be very competitive on the track as well as what kind of a, a person he was as, and a spokesperson for the sport. You have to learn by doing there's really no way to prepare for that. Uh, but we knew that, that Jeff had the information and a way to explain it that was interesting. He, Rick said to me, he said, are you coming to Indianapolis? And I said, yeah, I am. I'm coming on Saturday. He goes, well, you better bring your uniform. And I said, well, what are you talking about? And he said, and he started telling me you know, about what was going on. I was like... You're messing with me. I know you're messing with me. You're not telling, you know, and, and, you know, I knew right away the seriousness after that, that he wasn't joking, that it was serious. That's Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior, available on MRN.com and wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Coming up, Corey LaJoy has a great show of his own on MRN.com. It's called Sunday Money. We'll hear from him and his friend, Joey Logano. Hey there, it's Hall of Fame driver Rusty Wallace for Blue Emu. After spending nearly a quarter of a century in a race car, I know what it means to be banged up and bruised up. As Wallace spins, Wallace That's why I reach for Blue Emu products to support my muscles and joints. Blue Emu is known for quality and innovation. And Blue Emu is one of the few muscle and joint brands that is 100% owned, distributed, and manufactured in the USA. For Hall of Fame relief, reach for Blue Emu. Works fast and you won't stink. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flag's waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. Corey LaJoy and Joey Logano on the Sunday Money Podcast. In a moment, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Daytona 500. Be here on February 16th to witness the biggest race of the year, where one driver will make history as a Daytona 500 champion. Be here to feel the power that takes your breath away and brings you to the edge of your seat and to experience the thrill of one of the greatest events in sports and one of the most iconic events in the world. This is the Daytona 500. Tickets are available now at 1-800-PIT-SHOP or Daytona500.com. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706.
This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for hanging out with us on this week's NASCAR Live. It was announced before the holidays on his popular Sunday Money podcast on MRN.com that Corey LaJoy would be returning to drive in the Cup Series with Go Fast Racing's number 32 car. All of us here at MRN are proud to announce that the podcast will continue in 2020. Throughout the year, Corey interviewed friends such as Joey Logano. And here's a clip of that. I want to introduce uh, the 2018 Winston Cup champion, (laughs) Joseph Thomas Logano's co-host with us today. He's not a guest. He is a co-host because our dear friend Lauren Fox is probably in labor as we speak. So thoughts and prayers with those guys. And we're going to take this ship and sail her down the river today. Two things. I like that you called him Joe, Joe Logano. Do people call Joe, you Joe? You know, Joe, I feel like at some point I got to switch to Joe. I don't know. I feel <laughs> yeah. like Joey is a, uh, I don't know. I feel like as you get older, you're, you're Joe. You right? said Joe I mean, Logano's like, here. I was like, oh, yeah, Joe. Well, I, Uncle I, Joe. I honestly I think who you are. it just depends on where your hairline's at. Yeah, it's When your hairline like, gets to a point, you're like, I just got to go you, with the Joe. You dropped a Y when your hairline goes back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that for, happens. Ho- yeah, hopefully that'll be for a little bit. Little bit but uh, I still can't grow a beard like Corey or listen, you, Daryl. This is an implant. This is an implant. <laughs> <laughs> Not as many boos as Kyle Busch, but you get probably the second amount of boos at the, at the racetrack. What's your opinion on that? They're making noise. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yep. the year I missed the playoffs, they didn't make any noise. Mm. And that, that was not fun. That's not, not the fact that they weren't making any noise. The fact that we right. didn't make the playoffs and nobody right. really cares, right? Yep. So <laughs> you want to, uh, I mean, Earnhardt said it years ago, right? As mm-hmm. long as they're out there making noise. And it's true, you mm-hmm. know? And, and, you know, I guess... I, lo- I said it in my, my speech after in the banquet. I, I just love that our fans have passion, right? And the fact that they're, they're screaming, mm-hmm. yay or nay, they are yelling and they have passion for their driver or, or who they don't like. That's what drives our sport. That's the most important piece of it yeah. is, is that our fans care. Yeah. And so, honestly, when I go out there and they're booing or cheering, I'm happy either way. I'm just happy they're making noise for somebody or anybody and – and, uh, you made them pick a side. Yeah, they, yeah. you know, that's okay. And, and, but guess you, know, what you want them to be on your side, you know? i never yeah. seen one of those booing fans walk up to you and say anything but nice things. They come right up with their marker, and they oh, come yeah. right up with their stuff, oh, yeah. and everybody that's wants true. an autograph and a picture. Good, good point. Not all the time. Now, okay, now when you leave Bristol after the race, and they're all drunk, and they're, like, standing right there on the fence. You've had people yell at you? Oh, dude, I got the whole time when I was leaving there. You have plenty of people telling you how much you suck and, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of not-so-nice things. Yeah. But Did you give them the Daryl Wallace? You know, so no. No, because no. it's, it's, I mean, it's heckling. Tell um, people how long you and Joey have known each other because maybe people don't know. Uh, so when Joey moved up here uh, to Charlotte from, uh, you were living in Georgia, correct? Mm-hmm. So you probably moved up here when you were 15, 14? Yeah. yeah. So right about then... Um, I felt bad for Joey because he had no friends. Uh, so I was like, I'll be, I'll befriend this lanky, goofy guy. He seems like a pretty nice guy. So actually, I'll, I'll say a story that's, that's embarrassing for myself first. It's a racing story. Uh, Joey was racing. He was like Mr. Allison Legacy, right? There was, there was, there was a three-quarter scale, smaller, mm-hmm. like, smaller than a late model that young kids drive. So Joey is about a year and a half older than I am. So he moved into an ASA car, and I, dad, struck a deal with Tom, Joey's dad, to let me test this uh, Allison Legacy car at Hickory. I was driving probably Bandolero or something at the time. We go to Hickory. Joey's got his ASA car, right, and he's got he's got 
he's making thousands of laps or whatever, and he's hauling ass, and I'm, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Still don't know what the hell I'm doing, but didn't definitely didn't know what I was doing when I was probably I don't know thirteen. You're you're probably fourteen at this point in time. Yeah. I think we weren't really hanging out. We weren't really friends at this we time. We didn't really know each other that well yet. So we we bonded over me destroying your Allison Legacy car. <laughs> uh, so we got so there funny. right. We load this thing up. We get my seat in it and. We go, I'm just out put, putting around, and I'm starting to grow some balls, right? I'm getting a little faster, getting a little faster, and it starts to drizzle, drizzling, drizzling, and we pull in, obviously, and Dad's like, all right, one more run, and we'll you know, call it a good day, right? Good job. Well, I, I know he didn't say good job, son, because he never does. Um, so go back out there, right, and I'm getting after it, bang, cruising around. Of course, one more lap, right? Out of turn four it goes, and I lose it, Sp- start spinning out, and I hit I hit right side, the two wheels perfectly imprinted, pow, right in, like, the NASCAR home. It says Nat, uh, Hickory is NAS, America's home track. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> two right side wheels. Destroyed the car. Front and rear clip. Uh, I think Dad's still probably paying back your old man for that car. <laughs> I remember um, that. Like so, that. yeah. So that was, that was really where I really first met Joey. I, obviously, I knew him, and. He was he was digging. He was the, the man of legends cars, the man of Allison Legacy cars, and I got the chance to drive. They still had the ten with the little star on the side of the Allison Legacy car, and I <laughs> junked that damn thing. So I was up there last a week and a half ago. I was doing a shoot for Wiley X sunglasses, and um, we had the the drift cup car up there, and yeah. I was drifting around the racetrack. It was really cool. It was right up next to the wall, and Michael Foley's there, and and Corey's friends with him as well, and. Uh, I said, I got the funniest Corey story ever about this track in Hickory. I told the same exact story. And the funny part is where he hit, he hit the wall. We had our trailer parked uh-huh. right on the other side of the wall. So, like, he hit, like, right where we were standing. It was like, oh, you know, like, you know oh, my God. <laughs> Killed that thing. Killed it, yeah. <laughs> Corey LaJoy and Joey Logano along with Daryl Mott on the Sunday Money Podcast available on MRN.com and wherever you download your podcasts. And great news, Sunday Money is returning in 2020. Coming up, NASCAR Today Midday's Kyle Rickey with an off-season update. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who deserves to win big this season? My two cents, good drivers. I mean, that's why there's Snapshot from Progressive. Let's go to Rick for some confusing metaphors. Look, if you put a classically trained cellist in a garage band and you tell him to play for Layman Young, I guarantee you the meat on that burrito ain't going to light the candle. Thanks for clarifying, Rick. If you're a good driver, there's no other way to say it. You deserve discounts with Snapshot. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Do you have a car, truck, boat, or other vehicle that's seen better days, but you're not sure what to do with it? Turn your clunker into a chunk of change in support of children's health care initiatives when you donate it to the NASCAR Foundation. It's simple and free. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to have your vehicle towed and auctioned off. You get a tax deduction, and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Put your vehicle to good use for the kids by donating it today. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9. Kyle Rickey with more news during NASCAR's off-season is up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. 
you could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give Federal Tax Management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the Federal Tax Management Hotline now. 800-242-1706. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It's been quite the busy offseason for some and others, a bit of relaxation. Here's NASCAR Today Midday's Kyle Rickey with what's happening in the world of NASCAR. Mike, with the holidays now behind us, all focus now shifts to the start of the 2020 NASCAR season, just over four weeks from now in Daytona. And nearly every driver in the cup field feels like this year will be their year. But several of those drivers first have to learn why 2019 was not their season. Chip Ganassi racing driver Kurt Busch says pit road was his team's weakness and something they need to work on. Uh, I've got a graph that shows we lost 120 spots on pit road. You can't do that. You got to try to break even. You're supposed to have a plus on pit road as far as spots gained. And that's where you're going to see Gibbs. Everybody on that 18, 19. Uh, the 11 and the 20, all those guys at Gibbs gain spots on pit road. We can't lose that many spots at Ganassi on pit road. For Hendrick Motorsports driver William Byron, the focus last year was to develop chemistry with his new crew chief, Chad Knaus, which included reviewing the team's in-car communications. We had to figure out what things worked for us on the radio, so we, we started to um, kind of record every every week, record the, the race on the radio and figure out what things were that we said back and forth that were productive and not productive. And um, I think we got better at that as the year went on. And um, we just do, I think our team does a good job of dissecting after the race and looking at a bunch of different um, analytics to, to really understand where we uh, were, were good or where, where we weren't. While Byron has one full year with his crew chief, Eric Almarola will be adapting to a new crew chief this year with Mike Bugger-Ravage, a move that Stuart Haas Racing made that Almarola feels should elevate the entire organization to the same level that his teammate Kevin Harvick was at last year. Talking about how do we make uh, everybody in the organization better and, and quite honestly, you know, to be transparent, how to make everybody kind of step up to the level of that four team with inside our, our four walls. And uh, they felt, you know, they felt like this would be a good move to shake things up between the 14 and, and the 10 team and, um, you know, create uh, a new dynamic and see if that sparks, um, you know, some better performance. So I'm excited about it. Uh, I've already spoke with Booga and we're, um, you know, we're, we're ready to hit the ground running and, and looking forward to uh, to building on the success that you know I've already had at SHR, but just trying to be better um, company-wide. While Almarola will be paired with Mike Bugger-Ravage, teammate Clint Boyer gets Almarola's old crew chief in Johnny Klausmeyer. And the sanctioning body is learning from last year's aerodynamic package that seemed to get great results on the faster, higher-speed racetracks but not necessarily on the short tracks. Results that didn't surprise Denny Hamlin. I've said forever, like, if you have a drafting package, it will only hurt 
shorter racetracks where you don't draft. Um, this is not new news. I don't know why. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, can't believe this result happened. Like, we, we knew the result was going to happen. That's why we all lobbied for low downforce a long time ago. Now, I, I definitely would agree that it has made mile-and-a-half races better, closer. I don't know, you know, about the finishes. Some of the finishes have been better. Uh, but certainly, you can't have a big wake on a short track if you want passing. We expect an announcement from NASCAR concerning the short track rules package in the coming weeks. For more off-season news and season previews from all the top teams, visit MRN.com. Mike. Thank you, Kyle. We'll wrap things up celebrating 50 years of broadcasting on the Motor Racing Network next. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu. No chill, no burn, no odor. Blue Emu works fast and you won't stink. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Victory Junction was young race driver Adam Petty's dream. He worked toward building a camp where children with serious medical conditions could concentrate on fun and not their illness or disease. When he died tragically, his family and friends around NASCAR made sure that dream came true. Today, Victory Junction is a camp that provides fun, life-changing experiences to children dealing with illnesses and disabilities, all at no cost to the camper. Help us serve more children by visiting victoryjunction.org. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to put a bow on this week's edition of NASCAR Live. Thank you so much for twisting us in. One of the podcasts we rolled out in 2019 involved us. The podcast was called MRN Presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. It was voiced by our very own Fred Armstrong. There were nine episodes celebrating the inception and existence of the Motor Racing Network. We saw visions of making it more than just a uh, a local uh, run broadcast, and uh, so Bill did give the go-ahead, and and it started from there. The Motor Racing Network presents the 12th annual Daytona 500 miler. Ken was a, a master at broadcasting, no question about it, and he had had done it. Uh, for a long time in radio in various ways. And, of course, public address system, uh, like Barney, that helped a lot. Barney Hall was the voice you most wanted to hear on Sunday afternoon. It was comforting. It was level-headed. Occasionally, there'd be a joke or two. But mostly, it was matter-of-fact and really laid out not just what was happening, but a great sense of why and who the personalities in the sport were. Yeah, Barney is a legend. Uh, you know, there's, there's, his, his voice is so distinct, and you know, he's he's so witty and and knowledgeable and just fun to listen to. You know, when you think of the people on this broadcast team, each person is so unique. Uh, whether we're talking about the Bagman or the Postman or Moody or Winston or Alex. Uh, everybody has their own unique personality, uh, and it's that's. I think that's one reason why it makes it so fun to be around them because you just never know 
what is going to happen next. Richard Petty goes back in front. They both spin. They're in the wall. Petty is sliding, slamming into the wall. He's coming down toward the finish line. Will he make it? He's still moving. The car stops 300, 400 feet shy of the finish line. Pearson is still running. And you're getting this picture like, oh, my God, are they going to make it to the finish line? They're not going to make it. And my number one is the 1976 Daytona 500. Just the impact that that race had and the, the great finish that it was. And that's just a notch ahead of the 79 Daytona 500. But the call that Ken Squire had at the end of that broadcast and the way that he described him sliding, slamming, coming across the line, and then describing how Richard's car wouldn't restart and describing uh, how David was able to get his car. And he said, you know, and the winner is going to be car number 21. I mean, I'll never forget that. Tony Stewart would constantly, because he got it, he knew we were live, and he knew there was nothing in the world we could do about it because we were live. Um, he would walk up to you and, and turn your radio on your belt a different channel without you knowing it. So you think something went totally wrong with your equipment while you're in the middle of talking. So you stop talking. It throws the broadcast out of whack, and he'd start laughing. And then you reach down because you knew he did something. I think the strength of the Motor Racing Network is emotion. I think it's excitement. And when you translate your enthusiasm to the listening fan, I think that's the secret to success because the fan wants to get excited too. There are uh, representations of the Stars and Stripes everywhere you look around this racetrack. On top of the scoreboard, a huge sign that says God Bless America. And as I mentioned before, everybody here has their own American flag. It was given to them as they came in here this afternoon and they've been waving them all morning and probably will all day today. This was our first race back from 9-11. I've never been a part of anything so patriotic in all my life. I mean, we've had Coca-Cola 600 celebrations on Memorial Day weekend. We've had 4th of July celebrations at Daytona. But in my opinion, nothing eclipses the show of patriotism and unity of country that we had when we came back racing at Dover. And Dale Jr. won that race that day. He stood for something by being associated with MRN. The quality of the broadcasts, of the work, by being associated with that, I stood for something. By, by doing that work and being part of that team, I got opportunities to do these other things, the television shows and the, the commercials and the speaking gigs and the, all these other... I, I got that by being involved with the quality of the broadcast that MRN is and was. That's MRN Presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR, available to download on all podcast platforms and, of course, at MRN.com. That'll do it for this week's NASCAR Live. We'd like to thank Christopher Bell, Corey LaJoy, Joey Logano, and for the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Back. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll chat with you right here again next week on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Wheelan. On the road, in the air, and around the world. Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints, is family-owned and made here in America. It works fast, and you won't stay. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Culbrit. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.
This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. 